With Des and Zane. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. We have Max Smith as our guest today. Yes. On our show, we talk about local local Portland music. <laughs> trying to talk to two mics. Trying to take over. Uh, yeah, we're, we talk about hip hop. We talk about punk. We talk about maybe country. I yeah, don't know. Hey, hey, if, you, if, it, if it's good country. I just like good music. So honestly, if anybody who represents good music is uh, that's somebody who I want to talk with. Exactly. Well, excellent. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are excellent. you ready? I, I'm, I'm stoked for this. I'm I've been waiting for ready. this all week. I've I'm been waiting for this my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> You're like based. I mean, I just wanted to do a music podcast. <laughs> well, up? Let's have our uh, let's have our guests on over here and uh, let's let's get this thing going. All right. Well, real quick, let's uh, let's go ahead and welcome our guest, Max Smith. Hey, thank you. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us. I don't think I formally met you. Nice You've to meet you. Times, oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! So far, so good. Right. I was gonna say, dude, I saw the dreads, and I was like, dude, I know this. Fool. Yeah, I know yeah, this fool. definitely. So I saw the fro, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we know each other. It's right, like I know yeah. that hair. It's I know that style. hair. It's like, <laughs> and everybody recognizes me because it's like I look like a highlighter, so they, do, <laughs> they can always find me in a crowd. <laughs> it's the lighting. Oh, <laughs> uh, dope, dope. So, um. You're, you've been a part of the hip-hop scene, Mac, for a very long time, right? And um, you produced The Thesis, which is a hip-hop showcase um, right here in Portland. Yeah. And you have it every month at Kelly's Olympian. Right. Yes. Um, how long has that been a production? We've been doing a thesis since December 2014. So, okay. pretty long time. Yeah, so, so 2014? Years. Yeah, 2014. Whew, so, minus the, or at least part of the pandemic, um, yeah, it's been seven years. Yeah, wow. no, that's super crazy. How did you get into like producing a show of your own? Was it? Wow, I've actually been um, dabbling in show production for years. I started off uh, doing rap stuff myself in like 2000, 2001. Um, and so we used to, you know, like throw our own shows because back in the day, that's what everybody did. We yeah. Like the uh, Meow Meow and Satyricon and all those places just do our own shows. So Tiger Bar, you know, so um, I, I kind of had experience that, uh, that way. And then after uh, doing a bunch of press work, I just was like, I, I want to start throwing shows again. So yeah. This one. So was it like kind of out of necessity of like, if I want to have a show and I want to have see the people who I want to see, I'm going to have to throw that? Kind of, but honestly, I'm going to be real with you. Um, I just got tired of going to shows that had like 18 rappers on the bill because uh -huh. I can't stay up that long. I'm tired. <laughs> so I was like, we, we need to have shows that showcase the artists like I actually want to see and not the ones I don't want to see and just have them and then like mm -hmm. actually pay them so they'll keep on coming back. So that was the plan. That's yeah. what I executed on. Right. Yeah. And you had also mentioned that uh, you would go to these rap shows and the cops would show up because they're like, oh, this is rap music. So this there must be trouble happening. Yeah. There must be trouble afoot. We used to like do our flyers with like digital art so like it wouldn't look like a rap show it would look like something else it would just look like you know like it could be a comedy show just a microphone on the thing spoken word thing you know whatever but he wouldn't like at, like advertisers rap shows because yeah back then the same guys that joined the RRT later used to uh you know like jump in our hip-hop shows and shut them down just for capacity or whatever it was yeah yeah no i i was reading about that just kind of like the the problems that portland has had with trying to get hip-hop shows going because it's they yeah. they use that like oh this looks like it could be trouble exactly um, and you know it's, it's also the big like uh conflation like if you have like you know 
our Roddy Rod is coming up from, you know, LA. And they're like, that, that's one thing the cops would be like, oh, that's a hip hop show that could have type, type problems uh-huh. as opposed to like, I'm going to be headlining Fontaine from North Portland and we're just going to have a rap show. And they're like, oh, it's the same thing. It looks not the same thing. Right? Yeah. It's no. It's a whole different thing. No, you know that's, I mean? that's, like, that's fully a good way of playing, you know, YG in your club versus, you know, we're just having like a kickback. Yeah, it's a it's a difference. Even though like a playing YG in the club shouldn't be a reason for the cop to come. Exactly, it's not the same as I'm having a rap show over here with a bunch of guys freestyling. Yes, so, yeah. But you know that word hip hop was scary back then, so we had to really like uh, break the barriers down. Yeah, right. yeah. Do you do you think that that's something that you've you've made a lot of progress on? Like the the thesis is kind of recognized as like I don't want to say this, but like one of the good ones, or like <laughs> I don't know what how else to word it because I, I know how you. the cops look at it. No, I feel you. And I mean, and and we've had the cops. I mean, uh, Brent Taylor uh, busted thesis years ago. You know, Brett um, Taylor. Uh, Brent, Brent Taylor, Brent Taylor himself. Yeah, he said that's a, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know if I know who that is. He's, you don't want to know. Riot cops that was like, <laughs> one of the bad ones. He was he's one of the bad ones. Bad oh, I, was, I was that guy. Yeah. Yeah. So he used to like bust up our hip hop shows and stuff too. So I mean, I wouldn't say that like we're one of the good ones. I actually had to kick kick, kick the cops out one time. So you're like, sorry, in. you're not invited. Because we yeah. had um, um, someone had like a seizure, so someone called our one. The paramedics came, but the cops came uh, and started like trying to clear the room. And I was like, and I was like, I had to be like, yeah, because at the point I was like doing like a bunch of my security stuff, so I kind of like knew the laws and the rules. And I was like, yo, you guys can't be here. And they're like, we're the cops. And I was like, yeah, but I'm the agent of the space yeah. therefore you don't have permission to be here you're now trespassing and they were like what and it's like a dip and so that worked out well but like they stopped messing with us for a while they, they good good yeah. no that's awesome I, it, it sucks that you kind of have to like build up a reputation as like a safe space but it's it's I mean, that you're combating against that just to, right. to perform i mean i've been throwing shows for over 15 years and, like i've never had an incident at any of my events that resulted in like any kind of, kind of like actual violence or good, like that. Good, so, good. Like, I mean, there's been like a couple of like little like, like, like skirmishes. Like, yeah. You know, but like, he's never been like anybody shot, stabbed, knocked out in like yeah. any of my events. So I'm like always like, you know, it's hard to jump on me when I've been that efficient. Yeah. About, yeah. Absolutely. Know. Absolutely. But it's all about having community. Definitely. Um, so you said before that you were involved, you did music production prior to that? Not production. I just rapped. Okay. okay. I was just rapping. It's not I just rapping. rapping. That's a- yeah. <laughs> I was just barring out, using a whole bunch of big words, trying yeah. to do you know, Yeah, I, I can see about. you doing some pretty, like, some pretty lyrical, miracle yeah, stuff. Lyrically, miracle. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was in that zone. I have a friend who just recently sent me a thing, and he was like, it was like this comedy sketch of this guy, like, using all these big words in a rap. He's like, this is how it was when I first met you. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> That's why I write. What now. a cool thing to be known for, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I got laughed at one, well, not laughed, but people, I don't know if it was like awe or comedy, but I used like, uh, like a, like a, what was, what's the word I used? A gorgonzola in a rhyme, in a rhyme one time. People were like, no way. I was like, baller. any word I can use, bro. Dude, that's, oh, that's sick. That's, no, that's, uh, what, uh, what made you kind of fall away from like the performance aspect of it? Asthma. Um, okay, <laughs> that that's a good ass reason. Yeah. I kept on tearing my vocal cords. Um, mm rapping like it would be this season and like i didn't know how to like properly take care of my throat like yeah it's like taking claritin stuff like that um so i would, like every spring summer i would start like tearing up, up vocal cords i would have shows booked up and then i would like have to cancel because i couldn't actually show up where i'd be rapping like this when i got there yeah <laughs> but painful. i mean that sounds kind of cool but it it's- does it does <laughs> it does i had some really good shows like that but, um, but also like it hurts a lot and then um also like you know i got to the age of the beautiful age of 30 and i realized that like if I wasn't like touring and doing big shows at this point in my career, especially in, in the way that hip hop was at that time, like uh-huh. now there's kind of a space for, 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 for you know, like for, for the elder statesman. But uh, back then it was like, 
it's like you're young or or you're or you're gone, you know. Yeah, so yeah. At thirty, I was kind of like, yo, I had a good run. Yeah, I had a lot of shows. I played a little bit of state. I opened up for Macklemore, you know. Yeah, cool. wow. stuff, that's, you know? That's, that's and that was kind of like the end. I was like, that's it. That's enough. Like I did it. I, yeah, yeah. I, did I made it. Yeah, like well, I mean, that's that's kind of that's kind of cool that you first off, elder statesman is a dope ass way. <laughs> I'm calling myself that from now on. <laughs> there you go. Um, but I I just I think that it's cool that. We always have this idea of like, you know, oh, I want to make it, but we don't really have a, uh, a set destination of what it looks like when you make it, no, you know? And no. so therefore we end up going on forever and then being disappointed that we didn't make, you know, what does, what right. does make it mean? But no, you, totally, totally. You have that. It's all about like, you know, I, I love that, that quote about, you know, uh, the road less traveled. And I feel like, um, you know, for me, being a hip hop star was never like the goal in the first place. I just, yeah. wanted, to, I just wanted to get this art out there. Right. Yeah. I had these things I wanted to talk about, express, and I wanted to express them. And, and, and people listen when I rap, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I found that I could have the same impact writing. Yes. I, in fact, I, I started off writing, kind of got talked into doing rap. Yeah. So it was kind of a matter of like just going back. Like, and like now I can focus on doing poetry. Now I can focus on writing articles. I can yeah. focus on other artists. I can work on building up other artists. I can I contribute in the studio to artists when they're writing. But hey, how about saying it like this? As opposed to holding those things back for myself and being that guy that wants to be the big homie, but also wants to be the star. Yeah. Because everyone, because I never really wanted to be a star. That was yeah. never really the thing, you know? So it was just like I, I just wanted to share and be helpful. So um, I found this was just a better way to do it. So like you yeah. have to open yourself up t- to not getting stuck in your craft. I have 10,000 hours rapping now. I need to keep yeah. on doing this forever as opposed to, you know what? I'm going to just pick up a camera yeah. and start from zero. I already put $30 into the machine. If I don't make back 500, <laughs> then I've lost everything. You know? <laughs> well, and I think it's really cool too that, that you see the other avenues that, you know, as far as like writing and stuff like that, because I know like with me doing comedy, I would judge myself and be like, oh, well, if I'm not doing comedy, then I wasted all that time. And it's like, right. no, the ability to talk to people, the ability to control a room, the ability to write, uh, you know, in, in budget for time. Those are all things that you can apply to other areas. So. Right. And even like I told my son recently, he just he just finished his senior year of basketball at Benson, and he's he was like you know like a kind of down, you know mm-hmm. so he's like you know this is my last bit, you know I'm, I'm yeah. done. And I was like you know what was cool though was like at your age like you can literally start a thing and finish a thing and then go do something else. Mm-hmm. Like it's like you yeah. really have yep, that ability. Like, like, like it was a, lot, yeah. it was a, it was a thing. Yeah, there's, there's another thing. Wrong that was another that. thing. Like being so focused like on at, one thing. At my then, big age, yeah. like I do something, I might not come back out the hole <laughs> the same way. Yeah, I yeah. You're yeah. Still, I start, yeah, you're I start still the young. basketball season. I might lose an ankle or something. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. So it's like it's worth it when you're young. Just go out and do things. Don't get so caught up in one in, in one funnel. Yeah, definitely. I feel like society kind of tells you that you pick a career and that's what you do for the rest of your life. But that doesn't work for me and it doesn't work for a lot of people. And it's and that's okay. It's depressing, honestly, if you get so caught up in one funnel and it's not going the way that you that you like. Mm -hmm. That's why they always say, you know, don't stick all your eggs in one basket like you. You want to? Where the hell do I put all these eggs? Like, right, you gotta have other baskets in case this basket goes fun. Oh, you gotta build multiple, 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 right? multiple baskets. Multiple I get baskets. it. Okay, lots of eggs, multiple baskets. <laughs> True. Oh, that's that's really cool. Um, so what uh, what is what has kind of been your focus? I guess now that you're you're getting a little bit older, like it, it sounds like you really enjoy putting people on because hip hop. It sounds like it has a really important place in your life, you know. So you yeah. you put on those people that you do appreciate. I mean, to me, hip hop is like my activism. It always kind of has been. Yeah. So like when the protests popped off, it was still like you know it kind of thing kind of like I had a larger following all of a sudden. So people didn't really understand who I was and they, who I am, and they kind of 
put things on you, but I'm, I'm a hip hop guy and hip hop is our activism. It's, it always kind of has been. It's always been a matter of, you know, fuck the police, you know, push forward, you know, do what we have to do, express our culture. Yeah. You know, we, you know, a star child RIP, you know, he pushed for hip hop day, um, you know, to kind of just change the culture and the understanding around hip hop and what it is that we do, what rap music is, what it's not. Yeah. Um, who we are as black people, you know, and people of color and be oppressed. So just to me, that's all a part of what it is. Freedom of speech, all that stuff is right there in hip hop, you know, and it's like, if we just, we don't have to always like reinvent uh, the wheel. Sometimes we have to change the wheel a little bit and redesign the wheel, but um, yeah. it's all there. It's all there. I like that. Redesign the wheel. Yeah. It's, it's not reinventing it. It's redesigned. Yeah. Don't reinvent it. it. Yeah. Reimagine yeah. the wheel. <laughs> Reimagine it. Yeah. For real. Yeah. It's good to have that base and then, yeah, yeah definitely. So how have you seen um, the hip hop world climate change in Portland since you since you first started? I mean, when we started doing hip hop shows, we asked you, I mean, like we used to have to just rock out in the back of rock, of, of rock venues. That was pretty mm-hmm. much it. It was, okay. it was placed with black walls, ugly stages, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like a bring your own sound system. <laughs> I mean, we used to get down, right? So, I mean, that's how it used to be. I remember our first rap show was done at the old uh, before they moved and revamped. At the old arcade downtown, what's it called? Uh, Ground Control. Ground Control. It used to just be like a box, like a hole in the wall, with black walls, and some arcade machines stuffed against the wall. I mean, that's kind of a cool vibe, but was, yeah. and, maybe not what you're looking and for. And so we used to like push all the arcades <laughs> into like one corner and build this little stage up, and we just rock there. Like, oh, it was, man. Like, our crew. We like, The did, DIY we, is so cool. We didn't even that. have like yeah. s- sets worked out. We just had like a DJ who was just like, yo, I'm going to play this one next. And we're like, okay, you hope, 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 hope you know your lyrics, bro. You know? Yeah. And it yeah. was like, you know, it was like super like, hey, hey. It was totally open mic vibes <laughs> everywhere, every rap show. You know, it was like you could uh, uh, go and catch like Cool Nuts at the Ash Street uh, the Saloon. Oh, yeah. 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 It would be like packed out, but it was still a really crappy venue. Yeah. You know? And like now it's different. Like now we have hip hop everywhere. We're doing hip hop on the waterfront. There's hip hop concerts downtown. There's hip hop yeah. concerts in, in clubs. You know, so it's like we have Kelly's now. We, it used to just be like a biker bar. Now we have like, it's like a yeah. go-to destination for out-of-state yeah, country yeah. hip-hop. For, yeah, yeah. When somebody I mean, first told me about it, um, about shows there, I was like, what kind of, is this like a butt rock band? <laughs> like, what are we, what are we doing here? <laughs> I mean, sometimes it is. You roll sometimes up and there's is. like a hanging motorcycle and you're like, huh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Or 20 hanging motorcycles. <laughs> 20, yeah, for real. Yeah, you're like, mm, okay. Right. I'm going to rap about. here? Okay. Yeah. I mean, and that's a part of the, you know, the aesthetic. Like, like when we first, uh, went to kick out, uh, I started doing shows at Kelly's mm-hmm. that they had been supporting hip hop, you know, as much as they could. And they got their, uh, capacity uh, slashed for it. They cut their passage like 55 or something for like a year mm-hmm. and they rocked with us, you know. So that's part of the reason why I stayed at Kelly's was because they stayed with us, you know, yeah. Hip-hop. So, yeah. um, you know, even though the owners, like, it was like you wouldn't have expected them to support us. They did. Yeah. And they have. So. Well, that's, that's, that's always, the thing that I've noticed with venues is it's like, you could have a really cool venue, but if they don't want you there, then it's not that cool. Mm-hmm. Because I've definitely had venues Holy where... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> come out, sorry. Allergies. <laughs> oh, I thought you were like... <laughs> you know, like you were, I was so like, some, some venues don't want you there. How, how do you know? You just like feel the vibes or they just well, don't, me, it's like always you reaching out or it's, it's two things. Um, I don't really ever expect any, like, like anyone to reach out to me. I reach out if I want something, but, um, for me, it's when they do stuff like have the cops outside when you're doing, that's a pretty show. clear. That's pretty, that's, that's a big hint when they charge like an extra a thousand dollars because it's going to be all ages, things like that. You know, it's like, that's where, 
that's where you see like, okay, you guys yeah. don't want this business. You guys just want a transaction. Yeah. You just want to charge me. So they actually had the cops waiting out there. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. They told, okay. um, a, I've a, never seen that, but a few years back we did a show, um, a concert series. It was a community thing. It was a fundraiser for a Boise Elliott Humboldt school mm-hmm. and it was all ages. We did it. It was right. It was right after Nipsey Hussle died. And so we, I, I did like a hip hop thing that was like honoring Nipsey Hussle and what he, you know, it was like a STEM. Uh, we were like, uh, like raising money for STEM uh, programs in high Holocene. Basically told That's the cops cool. it was like a, a gang event and let the cops just like hang out outside and they like harass us when they came to our show. Wow. And, and then they shut it down early, um, saying it was too late or something. Like at 10 o'clock, they were like, stop letting people in. And I'm like, well, you know, where our crowd go? And they're like, I think I was, the whole night, I'm just basically was like, you know, yeah. pushing with cops yeah. and letting people in. He was already in, let him back in, you know, that kind of thing. They're like working the door, essentially. So it's <laughs> Are like, you the door person? Are yeah, you collecting yeah. money now? Because that'd and be it's cool. like sat in Sassy's parking lot and just harassed everyone that came over. It was just like, it was, it was yeah. really wild. So stuff like that is, is super annoying. Um, that's how I know that venues don't, you know, don't rock with you. saw so, like mm-hmm. three black guys, like it's me, like I run a magazine. And Donovan, he's What's like... What's the name of your magazine? Uh, we Out Here magazine. We Out Here. Yeah, we then, Out Here. Uh, and then Donovan runs... Um, he, at, the, at the time, he was writing for the scanner and worked with like, at, like uh, Beyond Black. And then uh, Karanja, who owns uh, Green Hop, and also the teacher. So like that, oh, but, wow. that's who's doing this event. And they were like, it's a gang event. Man, that's so frustrating. They basically just like, labeled as Crips. And <laughs> wow. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Nipsey was in the flyer. <laughs> oh. Jesus. <laughs> Oh man, it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. Yeah, I've definitely had experiences where it's like if the if the venue doesn't want you there, then it's like they they kind of make it clear, and it's it's uncomfortable, you it know, is. because it's it kind is. of like you know they they make those things where it's because I remember I started a, a music open mic, and in the place that I had started it, like I got the vibe that like they just didn't want us there, and mm-hmm. it's like it just it takes something that's already like uh you know I don't want to say uncomfortable experience, but it's like performing is kind of uncomfortable, you know, yeah. and then it's like okay now you don't want me here, like, right? Like there's no flow state if i if exactly you me the whole time exactly yeah, totally. yeah you know it's it's that it's that good old organ racism yeah, yeah this is microaggression this is kind of big yeah, micro i'm just gonna microaggression you to death until you go away <laughs> got rid well, of the lash I'm, law but we'll try to well, well i'm glad that you're not going away and that you're um providing space for these um hip-hop artists indeed, in, indeed, in portland um, do you do shows other than the thesis? Do you put together um, currently other any other shows? I tr- I do on occasion. It's been like a slow start. We're kind of just getting uh, back out of the pandemic. Um, so going I going back to normal. Yeah, going back to normal. <laughs> so I plan on definitely doing some uh, some different uh, productions. In the meantime, I've just kind of been throwing our uh, logo on stuff and helping to like uh, promote and, and and stuff. We had the uh, J Jury sh- uh, 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 show we uh, sponsored after the thesis. Um, so on Friday this last week, and then um, uh, we had the uh, culture shock at the uh, at the Memorial Coliseum. Uh, culture shock was that a few months ago. So um, yeah, just stuff like that, just kind of getting involved, helping out behind the scenes, and not you know making like a, a Mac event, but making it other. Well, I mean, that's really cool that you're using the platform that you've developed to boost other people. You that's know? the whole point of the platform. <laughs> right. No, absolutely. That's that. Well, that's, that's the point of your platform. Not yeah. everybody does that. That's Some true. people are like, that's, cool, I made it. That, that's what I do, too. I mean, my platform isn't as big as yours, but that's what I do, too. And it's, it's mostly like I don't want to be in the spotlight. I want to put other, you know, bring other people up and yeah. put other people in the spotlight who are more talented than I am. <laughs> right. I mean, like, back when I took over uh, We Out Here, I was basically, like, the goal was to, you know, uh, go out and find the artists 
and bring them in, you know, find their audiences and then share them with the other people's audiences that we also found. Exactly. And that's pretty much what it's all about. Like in the process, uh, we kind of like developed our own audience. But that's yeah. cool because like, we're just going out and we're just sharing. It's like we're like at the, the, the honeybee of the hip hop scene. You know, yeah. Just going to pollinate places. Place, yeah. Place. That's kind of the whole goal. So wow. stay moving. I love it. I love it. So, um, who are your some of your favorite hip hop artists in Portland? Easy like, money. It's easy, easy money. money. I love. Okay. I love easy I love money. Talking, He's my favorite. I love talking about this guy. No, nobody. Like that. That's actually a dope rap name. Now I might come back. Easy money. Yo, yo, yo. Check it. Hey, it's your um, boy. <laughs> it's your boy. Easy money. <laughs> Hold down for the five zero tray. No, it's, um. Some of my favorite artists in Portland right now, I, I gotta I'll go with Mike Capes. Um, mm-hmm. Always, always killing, always doing great. Gotta go with the Swiggle Mandela. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love yeah. Sote. I feel like she's super underrated. She's got yeah. so much just coming up. I love her. Um, you know, even outside of just a plain hip hop, we got you know Vina right now. Uh, 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 you know, Vina Baby, she's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zaya Bell, absolutely amazing. Um, you know, Issa. Absolutely amazing world artist music, you know, um, or, uh, excuse me, world music artist. So this is, this is a ton of great artists here. There's so many. I mean, like, even like just meeting like a, uh, like a Khalil, uh, Khalil last week at yeah. the show. He, he's down in LA now, but he's from Portland. And, you know, he's actually, sure. he's like related to Tony Ozier, who, who's like one of my favorite, you know, the doo-doo funk, you know, jam like master. Yeah. And these are all guys that like I totally just uh, grew up with and, and am now uh, growing into and, yeah. yeah, there's so many artists here. I could go on for days. I think we've booked over 130 artists from the thesis. 130 yeah. wow. We've raised over like 40 grand that we've distributed completely. We take no money out of it. We've given wow. Yeah, that's what I was going to gonna ask too. So, yeah. you, so you give it back to the artists or do you give it yeah, back to the community? Yeah, we give it all or, back to the artists. I mean, artists. they're part of the community. Yeah, they are part of the community. <laughs> yeah. So a kind of, you know, a big a thing in local rap is like artists don't get paid properly. Yes. And so that was also a thing that we had with the thesis. Performance in general. You know, and like I'm a socialist, you know, yeah. everyone knows I'm a socialist. I've always been a socialist. It's the way I am. And so I was like, yo, we're going to have this show and what we're going to do is we're going to make it super fair. We're going to have door and then we're going to have artists and then we're going to split the money up and we're going to walk away. Mm-hmm. Right. So like at the end of every show and, and now verbs does it shout out to verbs. That's, that's the guy right there. Um, but I used to do it for like years un- until the pandemic. Now we just uh, switched roles. I would just go to the door and I'd be like, okay, what do we make? And they'd be like, we got this. And I'd count it out. Then I'd put like a stack of money between each finger and I'd walk around and give everybody a stack of money. Boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, favorite on the spot. part of the yeah. night. Yeah, like yeah. shows over. You guys like, we're still just hanging out. I'm like, hey guys, here's a hundred, here's, you know, a, a 200 bucks. It's 200 yeah. bucks. And now it's more because we charge 15 in advance and 20 at the door. Yeah. We got a capacity about a hundred. Let's like this last the show we sold out about 112. So do the math, you know? Yeah. And then you have like, I hate artists. Don't make me. Uh. It's like 500 a piece. You know what I mean? Like let's yeah. make that money out. You know? Yeah. So it's like if you can pay artists 500 bucks to come to your show, they'll fly here. Oh, fuck yeah. 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 yeah, yeah I mean? Absolutely. They'll drive here from Seattle $500. In oh, heartbeat, easy. You know? Yeah. Definitely. Or, or even just for the potential 500 bucks. And so also it gives everyone the incentive to uh, promote without doing like this like selling tickets and weird kind of stuff yeah i'm not really a big fan i shouldn't call it weird people do that it's okay but yeah for me it's kind of weird i don't like having like the artists go out and sell tickets in the bars and try to get people to come out and yeah like, having like your performance ranking if you don't off. sell enough then you owe us money no, it's like this is i'm trying weird. to like I build an experience for our fans so yeah like, for me it's about like having the, the the characters i want in each show yeah. Right. And then like building out like this last one's like a world music thing. So we went and got like these certain artists and we brought artists in from other places and we booked these shows like months in advance and we kind of just build it out. And then it's like the pay, let's say, let's say everyone's so involved in the, in the creation that the pay sometimes it's even like a, 
I, I like I get discussed. Like I had I had a few folks that were like, I get paid for this. Oh yeah, I'm here. Oh yeah. Like 280, and they're like, yeah. and they're like, I get paid for this. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, like, I'm just doing this like, for fun, like, dude. For like, real. So I get to do the show and get paid, and I'm like, what are you been doing out here? You're doing shows for free, like you're an artist, get paid for your work. So it's like that's a big thing, and so I feel like it helps also to kind of raise the bar because, like, yeah. especially like on really pop in sold out shows. There's been a few shows where like the opener has sold out pretty much, and then everyone left, and then sold out again. You know, so it was like 200 tickets. Hey, you know wow. what I mean? And you'll have these huge things, like this one night, I remember we had to, I, I was paying out uh, Martel Webster, because ah. he actually uh, played in the NBA for like 10 years. But he's, I say he's in Vancouver, and he started like a record label, so he's, okay. so Erst is a record label that he helped like fund and start. Yeah. And so he had a bunch of artists on a show one time, and then he came out and performed as well. So it was huge, like NBA player, he's six foot eight, you know, six foot seven, he comes yeah. in, his wife, you know, all his kids are like, you know, all six feet tall. Yeah. Everyone walks in, and it, it was so sold out, they were like, sorry, sir, you can't come in. I was like, yo, <laughs> we let him That's in. That's fucking That's baller. the one, we can't, you gotta let, I don't you care. imagine having an event that's so I'll busy? i somebody else out, he gotta come in, right? <laughs> but like, I gave him the money in the night, it's like, you know, we're gonna do four dollars, and he's like, <laughs> like, you gotta take the money everybody takes the money yeah. like, all right you know he like takes the money man, you know? man. but like yeah that's kind of how it goes like no that's that's the just that's something that like definitely happens in comedy as well where it's just like uh we want to get paid for what we do but we almost don't expect to get paid right. so because you know it's a, at the end of the day we enjoy doing what we do but at also, at the end of the day, we spent a lot of time building up that craft, like yep. writing those songs, editing those songs, fucking hating it after that, paying for the beat. There's so much that goes into that <laughs> right. that you never see the money ever come back. Right. And to, to, you know, I mean, if I were to get paid $500 for one show, I'd be like, okay, now this isn't me just, right. you know, putting money into this. This is right. me getting money back. Right. Yeah. And that's and, the whole idea. And I was going to say, like, I feel like when you're first starting as a, um, as an artist, you kind of, you do shows to promote and you don't really yeah. think that you're going to give me, I'm not an artist, so I'm just like, no, you're right. Um, yeah. But, but that's what it seems like to me. Like, you know, my friends who are artists, like yeah. for the first, until they like, you know, become more well-known, they yeah. kind of expect just to do it for promotion. For, and that's yeah. You get paid an exposure. Let's see, that's like one of the traps of capitalism, though, especially at this level when we do it to ourselves, you know, cause mm-hmm. it's like the promoters aren't even like really up there. You know, they're not even like the big capitalists. It's just like some guy that's trying to get paid. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so like the thesis is a uh, uh, trick. We just like cut out the promoter. Yeah. We always complain about the shady promoter, the promoter's still in yeah. promoters. Cut the promoter out. What do you need a promoter for? Yeah. If you have good artists and you have a and you have a brand, like what do you need a promoter for? We have Promotes everything itself. There. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of the middle end. No, I really I, I comedy really, is what you guys need to do is just have a show where everyone gets paid and the people will stop doing the shows where they don't get paid. Yeah. That's the big thing. A lot of people were like, yo, everyone wants to do the thesis. Like, yeah, no one wants to do your show because you don't pay anybody. <laughs> Why would I do your show every month or twice a month, three times a month, right? For, for no money. Yeah. Like, like twice a year, make a thousand dollars. I had to take yeah. time <laughs> off of work to be here. You <laughs> right. realize that, right? I just want to show someone, like, pulling my tie off. I, I, yeah. I walk in the door, you know? <laughs> exactly. I feel like on my lunch break, like, going up to the park, park block to do a hip hop show at the PSU and then run back to work. You Dude, know? Like, oh, yeah. I've, I've hit, like, open mics in between my lunch break where I'm just, like, on my 30 and I'm just like, just put me up real quick then i gotta go i got some jokes yeah i just need three minutes okay yeah we were kind of talking about this like i don't mind like live streaming i feel so comfortable doing that but um you know like actually performing on stage takes guts unless you're just used to it um i just couldn't imagine you know going from work 
to my or on my lunch break to go and perform, like just being mentally prepared for that. Like you're not, but, but like performing is so addictive. Yeah, standing in front of a crowd. You ever smoked and, weed on your lunch break? <laughs> ever smoked weed? Do so many lunch break? But like, but like for real, like just performing is such a rush that like it's like an addiction like it's better than drugs you know what i mean mm. so like just hopping on a stage whether it's like if i'm hooping in front of a big crowd or i'm i'm rapping in front of a big crowd or i'm just on, on a platform in front of a big crowd just giving a speech like that adrenaline hits and it's like you you hit that state yeah and you just go you nothing I mean? nothing else can recreate everything that else feeling. is just like it's just like zoned out and the crowd is just like your energy and you're just you're just feeding off that crowd you know it's like yeah it's worth it i'll hop mm-hmm. I, i'd hop off an airplane and do that you know yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like it's worth it it's worth it yeah so it kind of energizes you yeah, um, yeah. oh absolutely. yeah so was it like that at the beginning or was it like you had to get over your nerves and then all of a sudden you're like wow i'm comfortable doing this now i mean yeah when i first hopped on a rap stage i was nervous I was like, yo, I'm about to rap. And I like almost like forgot the verse, you know, and then like I forgot a verse. and had to like freestyle the rest of it. So yeah, you get really like nervous and you uh-huh. get concerned. I was probably way too high. Um, uh-huh. But like you kind of figure it out. You find the sweet spot, you know, and then like, and, but but yeah, I mean, the first time I hit that stage, it felt the same way it felt like playing a high school basketball game. Yeah. Like everyone's looking at you. you get I'm like, I really suck at this. I'm off the bench, yes. You know, and it's like, you know, it's 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 exciting. It's it's very it's very you know. But then like as soon as the, but it's it's a big deal. Like if if you're on stage and people are looking at you, it's a whole uh, different feeling than if you're on stage and people are looking at someone else. Mm-hmm. So it's a different deal. Like if you're in the front, it's just the same as like playing sports. If if like you're the man, all the pressure's on you. It's one thing. If you're like a side guy, it's kind of like just don't mess up, you know. And at first when you you know like rapping, it's like just don't mess up. Just get your bars off, you know. Mm-hmm. Get the bars off. Right. Don't forget the bars. You're sitting mm-hmm. there like saying your bars while that person's rapping ahead of you like okay here we because like i was in a rap group you know so like, <laughs> okay, okay. to pop in yo and then yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you have to like hop in on time and know where you're still coming in that yo, kind of stuff. beastie boys yeah beastie boys style, <laughs> you know? yeah it was more like wu-tang for us we just didn't have hooks oh, okay we were, just, we were just rapping yo check it i'm from new york you know so it was like you know it sounds amazing it was it was super fun but it was super juvenile but you know it's just yeah it's uh intoxicating from day one the first time I did it, I was like, I got to get better and do this again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and just the, the fact that like, even though it's not something that you're currently doing, cause a lot of people like will start an open mic. So that way they have a place to perform, you know? Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? And like people will do shows where they're just like, the thesis. <laughs> damn, that is an accomplishment. Never that is it. an accomplishment. Never but that's, that shows how like selfless that it is of you to oh. try and set that up. You know what I mean? Because also, I want folks to come back. You know? <laughs> also, they won't let me. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> keep going with this Matt keeps rapping you know, oh my god <laughs> tell him to stop at this point it would be awesome people would be like holy shit this is, he's been holding out on us they might be and this has been long enough now yeah like, oh, are you going to rap again I'm like dog I haven't rapped since like 2010 bro I mean, oh, you do oh, that long wow. hey, alright well I think yeah Wow. That's that's how you make a comeback. Yeah, yeah we'll see. <laughs> I get the right beat. I keep something. I get Wait the right beat comeback. one day, but I get the right beat. Okay, all right. I'm just gonna start sending you beats and be like, "Is it this one? How about this one?" Right. You never know. I might have like secret tracks out there. You know? Yeah, see. Oh, watch yeah. out. Yep. he's rapping under an alias. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that guy? Easy Money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> so, uh, what? musician or like rapper hip-hop artist inspired you when you were young to rap for me i'll start off it was um snoop dogg 
and Coolio, which are kind of silly. I mean, but I, they're they're great. But my parents didn't let me listen to hip hop. They didn't let me listen to rap. I secretly listened to like NWA um, and all all those other guys, and I found out later where the good music was at. Yeah. So for you, when did like when did you start getting into hip hop? Was it something you always listened to? Or my and, parents also really didn't let me listen to rap. My first. Okay. CD was a Coolie a High Harmony by Voice to Men. And I was an R&B kid. I listened to R&B and stuff and uh, jazz and whatnot. And uh, as I got older to my preteens and whatnot, I started like, discovering like Naughty uh, by Nature. My friend's house, what is this? Because <laughs> <laughs> I hate jazz. And I was like, I like this a lot, you know? This is, this is vibing. My dad was like, oh, this is real hip hop. And put on like, you know, the old stuff. Like he put on like that. Uh, Sugar Hill Gang. Sugar Hill Gang, yeah. 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 Eleven, 11 whole minutes. No, one, no one's ever rapped for eleven minutes, and I'm like, oh, that's, I see why. <laughs> Long song, bro. Long song. But um, you know, so like as I got, I used to also have to, have to like sneak. I remember, I think I was like thirteen. And your little Walkman. Yeah, yeah. Walkman. Yeah, walk, skip. We used to have to like hold like this, so we'd skip. You know, I had, I had a disc man. I had a disc man. I was cool. So um. I remember um, I came home one day from the mall and I was at Sam Goody and my mom was bagging. And she was like, <laughs> Sorry, you just aged all of us right there. I was like, fucking <laughs> Sam Goody. <laughs> I, just, I forgot about Sam Goody. I know, right? How could I forget? <laughs> so mom, I was at Radio Shack and you're like, holy shit. No, I was like, oh, what you got in the bag? That's the music you want to play for us? And I'm like, no. <laughs> no, no, I don't. You know? uh, it's just Backstreet Boys. And so. my dad's like, come, come, come put that in the stereo. So let's see what's going oh, And it was like, I had like, uh, the Nutty Professor soundtrack, you know? <laughs> it's not even gangster yes, at all, you yes, know? Yes. But it had a couple of songs on there. It had, like, uh, Richie Rich, and it had, uh, like, a pillow. Like, play your head on the pillow. <laughs> You're yeah, baby. You know? It's all about, like, smoking weed. And, like, I played it. My mom's like, oh, I like this song. And I'm like, okay. She's going to go the pillow. Pillows are nice. Weed. She doesn't realize it. That's great. You know, and then, then, like, uh, like, it had, like, the LL Cool J doing it and doing it. And so I skipped that one. I was like, baby. You know, like, I said, like, I don't know if that happened at all. I was like, I'm just going to ignore that one. My parents are not going to hear me say that. Cool J. I was a huge L Cool J fan. I loved L Cool J. Um, I loved Jay Z. Like back in the day, like feeling it. Jay Z, like Volume One. You know, like in, in my lifetime, Jay Z. Mm-hmm. I was like what I'm really into. Um, you know, I was always in, you know inspired. I wasn't uh, the biggest fan of, but like Nas, and Snoop, mm-hmm. those guys. They just had such a cool style. Like they were able yeah. to just get it in. But this then, is way cooler than I can pull off. But uh, then also, like I really liked like Cameron and like Pace One, hey, the Outsiders, huh? Red yep. Man, Wu Tang. Okay. Like that was okay. like, the other side. Like I was like, all like this, this hard guttural stuff. Like, yeah. I like the stuff where they had the big boys, the boom bop, boop bop. You know, like yeah. you know all yeah. that kind. You know, uh, Alal Scratch. You know, like I was into that okay. kind of stuff. You know, the uh, you know uh, what's his name? Um, uh, uh, a cool G rap. Cool G rap, you okay. know, the super lyrical. So I, I, so I like the super cool guys, but I always like I wanted to rap like the super lyrical. Like yeah, they, they yeah. just it just it just gives you different energy. Like the cool For guy sure. raps are super cool. Like everyone loves it. The girls are like, "Yo, you're cool." Yeah. But like the other raps, it was like, "Yo, like you get this feeling in your chest." Yeah, and okay. people start like, "Yo, I'm gonna hop in," you know? Like, I, yeah, I, exactly. I, I like to like generate that kind of energy. So no, for well, me, it was all about that. I think that's cool that you you have an appreciation for where you're just like, hey, I appreciate cool rap, but like that's not what I want to do, you know? Like I, I wanted to, I just wasn't well, good at it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I, as somebody cool who can like also that. relate with not being as cool as I, I'm like, this is cool, but that's not me. You know, that's how I ended up getting into uh, you know a lot of like underground stuff yeah. is because it was they were telling stories that I could relate with, you know. Yeah. And I, I feel like that's kind of the thing that inspires you, or you know, really helps you connect with an artist yeah. where you're like, either I want to create this because somebody made it for me or i want to listen to this because this is you know this was made for people totally. like me 
And I wish I like I hadn't been a, a, such a hater too, because I was like, I, I, I was a hater. I was like, you know, I'm a rap rap guy, so I'm a mm. hater. I'm like, no Drake and no singing, no nothing. Yeah, and I, I actually carry a little tune, so I kind of messed up. I could have like, I, I could have been like Drake before Drake, but I kind of messed up. I'm mean, like an uglier Drake before Drake, but still a Drake <laughs> before Drake. You know what I mean? A, a little darker, not mixed, not from Canada, no money, no dad in Memphis, but still. I mean, What's I not the grass? Could have been like Drake before Drake. You know? <laughs> I was like Drake, except yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah. 40 year old Drake. I mean, Drake. Cardi B, isn't she like 35 or something? Who's that? Uh, Cardi B, isn't she like 35? Cardi B is like 35. She's talking. Yeah, she got famous when she was like 28. You know, I'm like 41. I, well, so, we're still here for it. Yeah, well, I mean, I just I just turned 30 like this year. So, it, years. yeah, I, I feel like I, I want to pass that same thing to you. You know, it's like you now like have. My knee hurts right now. Like, yeah. it's, it's different. It's different. You can sit in rap, though. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you know what would be super cool is if you sat and rap. You know what I'm saying? If you want to yeah, be cool. you can start that. Check it. <laughs> start singing too. I got, yeah. I got that R&B vibe. Right. I got, I got to just, just, just go with it. I mean, it's, as somebody who just turned 30, I had that same, I guess, sort of fear of like, you know, like all the rappers that I listen to are like, yo, I'm like 23 and fucking I'm struggling. And I'm just like, man, motherfucker, you don't know. You know what I mean? Does your back hurt like, right now? You're not struggling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Does your back hurt right now? You don't pay rent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yo, my mom's rude now. I got to live with her. It's like, you don't, you don't know. But it's like, I think that like I had to go through a certain amount of experience to rap about the things that I rap about now nice. because... You know, a younger person than myself wouldn't have had anything to say. And, yeah. you know, I just, my worry is like when I see older rappers being like, oh, well, I, I it's, it's, there's no place for me. And it's just like, no, there's, no. I will be able to relate with you. 23 year old dude living with his mom, he might not be able to, but that sure. doesn't mean you don't have a place. You just don't have a place with him. I have a lot to rap about. I mean, I got, a, I got a wild family. I got everything going on. Yeah. I, you know, I got shot in the head in the protest. I, rap, I got shot like 50 Cent, you know? So I mean, yeah. I got, I got plenty to rap about, but at the same time, like, I don't know, man. It would just be so much energy. I feel like at some point I'm gonna drop like a couple of verses on something and just be like, I'm cool with that. And then I can just play them over and over again and feel happy. Tips. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't I mean, say I that into the I mic. I kinda feel the same way. I'm in my thirties. I'm not gonna say exactly how old I am, but your twenties. Thank you. Uh but yeah, like people are like, Oh, you should be an actress, you should start this and that. I'm like, I just wanna put other people on and talk to these people who are are doing big things. Like I don't have the energy to like just start some like start this like you know, new career um, where I have to go on stage and like have all this energy. Like, I just want to like watch it and I just want to showcase say, other people doing it. <laughs> really quick, she's they say they don't have the energy, but all of this—the chairs, the microphone, the camera, all of this—is Carissa. Uh, so the you Thank have you. <laughs> you have so much energy. You're also running a CBD business. Like I'm, I'm honored to be here with both of you because oh. I, I get to see I get to see two people who sat who had an idea and just made it happen you know like they're like at this there's a space for this there needs to be this i need to, i'm just going to make it you know i as somebody who's who's might be a little bit younger i i look up to people who just who show that like it does age doesn't matter you know like you that's that's a limit you put on yourself facts True. You're over. You're over here, and you have three podcasts. Like <laughs> you're some big things too. <laughs> Driving myself crazy. Pew pew pew. <laughs> and you got jokes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I I get motivated by seeing people follow their their passion. You know, because not everybody does that. Everybody says, "Hey, it would be cool to start a podcast." Everybody says it would be cool to start a business, and I'm literally. 
you literally have both. You know what I mean? And like, you literally were like, oh, I'm not doing rap anymore. Like, you're not doing it to put yourself on. You're doing it because you have a passion for it. Yeah. You're doing it because you want to see those people succeed. Yeah. Like, there's, there's, I don't know. I, I'm really just gifted with being around some really cool people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're, you're, you're my type of people. Like, I saw you at the thesis, like, taking pictures. And I was like, I thought, I'm like, now you're the photographer. Like, you do a little bit of everything. I love that. Yeah. I, sometimes I wish that I was the type of person who could have this, like, nine to five job and just, like, sit at an office and be content with doing that. But it's like, I have all these projects. I can't, like, just focus. I mean, yeah, I, I got to yeah. focus on all of them. Gotta do Even all when things. I have that five, I still have to do all these projects. Yeah, there's just same. no way. I'll just sleep mm-hmm. less. Like, there's just no way. Yeah. I can't. Like, I got to get money. Go sleep during Like, you know, I got to do the projects. So it's, it's, it's got to come out. Otherwise, I'll just be, like, depressed. Yeah. I'll be, like, mm-hmm. legit depressed. But yeah, I just like, went same. to work and got off work and came home and watched TV. You know, like, I call it. You're end. depressing the shit out of me just <laughs> saying those things. That, that whole, like, yeah, order, yeah. your garage life. You're like, you leave your garage, go pull into the garage, go go to work. Yeah. Go back to the garage, go back to the garage, life, go watch I've the never TV. Heard that. Go yeah, yeah I haven't garage. either. Yeah. That's, that's well, really well, good. Where it's like, you never actually, like, see outside. Yeah. Except, like, mm-hmm. in your yard or on your lunch break. Like, it's, it's like your outside time. Like, that, that's super weird. Yeah. Like, I can't live like that. My it's outside just, time is going to and from work. You know? Right. Or to lunch. Right. In fact, like, I used to, like, just, like, like, just to park the car and just, just, just catch a bus just to be yeah, amongst people because it's super weird to like not see anyone on the way to work. Like to mm. me, that's just super strange. Like there's so many experiences that I get out of life just riding the bus or yeah. just like riding my bike to work. Like I would rather just do that than sit in a car and just, or, 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 or like be an autopilot on, you know, just, yeah. just toned out. To me, it's weird. Just so much is going on. That it's yeah. Yeah. That's why folks, I don't care. Because they don't see it, they can just get. Well, yeah, it's 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 mm-hmm. easy to be disconnected from people that you don't interact with, you exactly. know. But like the second that you have to, you ride the bus and you're like, oh, this person who is, you know, we always like, oh, you got to pick yourself up by your bootstraps. It's like this person's literally trying, you know, right, like, right. and it's not until you interact with them doing their best that you can really, you know, yeah. just appreciate, have some empathy and whatnot. Yeah, and have a chance to even like use your empathy, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, love is have it and it's not it's just out of practice because we just don't talk to people we just don't see people so yeah. uh, for me it's just it, it's like an, like an integral a part of every day of just like making sure like i'm stopping and talking to people yeah. yeah and remembering that you're part of this community yeah that too. i'm part of the community yeah. i'm not just like a guy that like does mm-hmm. stuff in it mm-hmm. you know what i mean but that, i'm actually a part of it so mm-hmm. that's how and i and like for me I, I folks will ask me how come you never like have like a big issue with people or whatever and that's why because i'm a part of communities like even if i'm not popular in the community i'm still a part of it you know mm-hmm. what i mean and i'm still there and people know that i'm safe i'm not a problem i'm not going to cause yeah. issues yeah. etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm-hmm. or you know if you like me or not i'm still mm-hmm. a part of your town still a part of your city yeah yep well i like that you said that empathy is a practice just because it is one of those things where it's like you know it's it's something that you have to you have to do with intention it's not a, a an easy reaction to things. It's it's not easy for somebody else to have a problem and you go, but why are they feeling this way? Right. You know, it's right. it's so much easier to be like, sounds like it's your problem. You know, like, so, yeah, yeah. Ooh. At least I know which way not to go to work. Uh, not taking this bus. I take this bus no more. <laughs> this is why I got a car, and then you just drive away. <laughs> and we all have that limit. You know, oh, that absolutely, point. absolutely. Like, I'm not riding the bus for a few days. This has been, oh, been a lot. But at the same time, you have to come back to it. You have to, yeah. you, have to you know, you can't like stay in your trauma responses. Mm-hmm. You know, Ooh, it's, like it, it's okay to have trauma responses. It happens, but you have to, you have to also like grow and heal. Yeah. It's super mm-hmm. important. You know, if you, otherwise you can't do this work. You can't 
can't go work with people who need help if you are stuck in your own response. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like yeah. you'd be able to see it, absorb it, feel it. You're booked for the smoke frame. Time, and then get, let it go. Then you can and then get, get back. back yeah, the work, but you have to get that many times. It's just, it's just balance, mm-hmm. like everything in life, just balance. Yeah, yes, absolutely, yes. absolutely. Well, I'm really excited to see you know things that um, you have in store for our community. Um, is there something that you're Actually, this should be your question because you always ask me this. Um, what are you excited about yeah. <laughs> for, you for excited your future for? Um, in the music scene? I'm so excited about a lot of things. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about the things that we have planned for the thesis, obviously, coming up. Hey. This, uh, this summer, um, we've got some really great shows plotted out. Um, I'm working on a few events in coordination with the NAACP to kind of um, help with uh, some planning and funding of things. Wow. So I'm playing a couple of outdoor events. Um, so that, that should be really exciting. I'm really excited about that. I'm excited about not marching hopefully this year. I don't want to have to march mm-hmm. at all this year. That would be yeah. fun to not do. I would rather be doing things that are growing our uh, communities in different ways yeah. at this point. So, uh, and I'm excited about the summer coming. I mean, like, so yeah. I'm sure it's raining Winters right in Portland are so long, It's guys. been like hailing and 75 degrees on the same day, so <laughs> I can't wait for like the summer to actually come. It's, it's the, if you, Everybody's if so you, much happier. If you yeah. haven't <laughs> ever been to Portland, like there's nothing like a Portland summer. It's yep. just like the most beautiful thing ever, so I really can't wait for that as long as the fires don't start. Mm. So super excited. Yep. Super excited for all that. Awesome. Yeah. Sure. Well, thank you so much for being on our show. We're at like Almost getting close to an hour-ish. Oh, <laughs> Maybe 48 minutes. Hey. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really appreciate you and, and all the things that you do for, for Portland and the community. Um, thank you so much for being here. I know that you have like a family and you have multiple jobs and things that you do. So um, I really appreciate your time. No doubt at all. I mean, honestly, it's, it's, a, it's a pleasure. Um, the kids are watching the kids, so I'm good. <laughs> you got to that <laughs> point where they could, yeah, it's self-sufficient. Have teens, then have a little one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> this will solve itself. Um, where can we find you if uh, we want to kind of follow you, follow your events? Uh, MaxSmith.com, um, uh, MaxSmith on Twitter, MaxSmith on Instagram, uh, MaxSmith anywhere. Okay. That's M-A-C-S-M-I-F-F. Excellent. Great. Excellent. And then you can go to the thesis every month. Every, um, what is it? First Thursday. First Thursday. Amazing, um, amazing artists. Yes. Like, they're always good shows. Every time. Yep. All headliners, uh, mm-hmm. all shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris and, and I went last, or one of the last times, and yeah, yeah it was, I loved that show with Roulette Delgado, and oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. He's one of my favorites. Yeah, 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 yeah dude, yeah, for real. That, that was a banger. Yeah, so I'm trying to line them up. Yep. And then, um, so you live stream on Instagram for that too, right? I do. I live stream okay. on Instagram just in general, usually on Wednesdays, occasionally on different days. It's called Warm Wednesdays on We Out Here's Instagram. We do a live uh, series and I just, um, I just interviewed different people in the uh, pandemic, you know, in the, uh, in the protests, I kind of got away from like, the music world. So the, the uh, series is called Back in the Mix. And the idea is I just basically talk to folks that are involved in the community and I get myself back in the mix. All right. We'll check yeah. those out. Thanks a lot. Check them out. Appreciate y'all. All right. Yeah. That has been that has been off the cuff uh, with Des and Zane. And yes. uh, you, you say your sound. thing about the donuts and then I make my sound. Peace, love donuts, guys. Keep you. Yep, thanks guys. <laughs>